Welcome back for the afternoon guided meditation. And uh, give it maybe one or two more minutes. Maybe meanwhile you can find a posture for the practice. <clears throat> And after the meal, it sometimes you know, feel a little bit drowsy. So maybe you could keep your eyes open or half open. That might you know, help or put a little bit more energy into the posture. Posture is not just about relaxation. It's a balance between alertness and relaxation. So really, you know, taking your seat here and expressing that, you know, in the way you are sitting, that you're really here with your experience. And today I'd like to uh, give a guided uh, meditation about the elements that's uh, you know, one of the three practices in the first establishment of mindfulness, body. One is about the body parts. Second one is about elements. And the third one is about contemplation of death. So they show us you know, the, the limitations of the body. Number one, you know, it consists of many parts. It's, it's very vulnerable, actually. And dependent on so many things, you know, working out and which are beyond our control. So the meditation on the body parts gives us a window into that vulnerability of what it means, you know, to have a body or to be a body. You know, not in order to kind of, you know, make us despair about the body, but to give us uh, a counterbalance to you know, being too infatuated with it or too uh, worried about it, really. And then the meditation on the elements shows us over time, you know, if we do it regularly, shows us that we are not separate from nature. We are part of it. And these bodies are actually parts of the planet because they are made from exactly the same elements as everything else. We can see outside of the window or inside of the room, inside of the skin. And, you know, that's something which we can intellectually quite quickly, you know, follow through in the mind, but then to really experience it personally so that it changes us, that needs a repeated application. But even, you know, doing it for the first time, if you've never done it before, it can be quite, uh, you know, eye-opening, really. Because it gives us a completely different way of looking at body. Like opening up like a window into a big room. You know, you never knew that that room exists even. Like, aha. And it's, it's beautiful. 
and the third of the body uh, meditations is a reflecting on death. And Anna Bodhi spoke about that earlier, you know, how that can really help us to um, get back our mindfulness. If we are lost in worried about the future, worry about things which have happened in the past, reflecting on death can, uh, you know, bring us right back in the present moment. So that's basically, you know, looking at the body in, in ways which are very much happening all the time, but we don't tend to pay attention to it. So that's why they have been created, you know, as, as important reflections. And uh, so let's start. By finding a posture and just, uh, you know, becoming aware of the weight of the body on the cushion or on the chair. The, the gravity of the planet, you know, which pulls the body down. We can feel that as weight. You know, f pulls us down towards the, the ground, the soil which is underneath of this building as well. And allow the breath to take you into the body. Just allow your nervous system to guide you. And, you know, just seeing if you can, you know, with your awareness, if you can touch the ground underneath you. And if the mind doesn't want to go there, then just know that not forcing anything, and just knowing how the mind is responding to the instructions. Then, you know, may take your hand and, and touch the, the ground, uh, the wood, wooden ground next to you, the floor, and just feel the hardness of it. If you're tapping on it with your fingernails, feel the hardness. That's earth element. That's the direct experience of earth element, hardness, as opposed to softness, structure. And in, inside of our own bodies, we can particularly perceive it in the bones, the fingernails, and the teeth, the structure, without bones, the body would just be uh, like a heap. Couldn't walk, would be looking really weird. So that's earth element, and we can directly, you know, perceive it intuitively by just reflecting on 
the bones, the skeleton inside of the body. And now we can do a body scan from the top of the head. We're gonna, I'm gonna guide us to scan down to the feet and being aware of bones and hardness, earth element. Starting on the top of the head, bones, hardness, earth element. And you know, not thinking about it, but just allowing your mind to respond in the way it can. No need to force anything. Then we sweep down to the neck, hardness, earth element. And then the shoulder bones, hardness, earth element. Upper arms, hardness, earth element. And the lower arms, hardness, earth element. The hands, hardness, earth element. Torso with the spine and the rib cage. Hardness, earth element. The hips, the pelvis, hardness, earth element. Upper legs, hardness, earth element. Lower legs, hardness, earth element. The feet, hardness, earth element. And this whole body is permeated by earth element. Earth element internally, the bones, and earth element externally, the mountains and rocks, is exactly the same earth element Earth element is empty, empty of a self. And if we don't ingest earth element through eating food for more than one or two months, the body is going to stop functioning. It's going to die and go back to the earth element. So we're in constant you know, exchange with the environment with the biosphere, and we never cut the umbilical cord to the biosphere. Constant exchange by eating and then going to the bathroom, goes back into nature, then there's food growing out of that again, would be eaten. It's a constant process, it's a river. There's no separation, there's no boundary. It's just a way of thinking which creates these artificial boundaries in the mind. Even the skin is an organ and is permeating. 
It's not like a, a plastic bag. And then, you know, in order for earth element to form forms, it needs to have the water element, which is cohesion and wetness and fluidity. And these bodies are made, you know, 75% or more out of water. And we can be particularly aware of the water element in the flesh, the flesh which is permeated by many different liquids. We can feel it you know, in, in the softness of the flesh, or also in the mouth, in the eyes, maybe in the palms of the hands, the wetness, the dampness of the skin. And now we can sweep from the bottom of the feet up, being aware of flesh and water element. Go to the lower legs, flesh, water element. Upper legs, flesh, water element. Pelvis, water element. Torso, the organs, the food we've eaten for lunch, digested inside there, water element. Hands, water element. Lower arms, water element. Upper arms, water element. Then the shoulders, water element. Neck, water element. The head, water element. This whole body is permeated by water element. Water element internally, in the flesh, and water element externally in the rivers and the mountain and the lakes the oceans, the rains, it's exactly the same water element. Water element is empty, 
empty of a self. And if we don't, you know, take water element in through drinking for, you know, five, six days, the body shuts down. It can't exist without constantly taking in water element and releasing water element. It's a constant process. We never cut the umbilical cord to the biosphere. The water is recycled over and over again. It has moved through many, many bodies before it came to our body and will go to many more after this. And in order for a water element to you know, form a body, it has to have a certain temperature that uh, brings us to the next element, which is the fire element which stands for heat and cold. If the water gets too cold, it freezes. If it gets too hot, it evaporates. So temperature, fire element, we can you know, become aware of it on the skin. For example, in the mouth, you can feel the heat on your palate, on your tongue or maybe under your arms, you feel the heat, or on your, the palms of your hands. If you feel a little bit tired, take a deep breath, maybe open your eyes. <clears throat> and then we sweep from the top of the head over the face down to the neck and being aware of fire element. So where the air touches the skin, maybe it's warm, maybe it feels cool, maybe it feels neutral. Sweeping, shoulders, And from the shoulders, the upper arms. Being aware of fire element, the lower arms, the hands, fire element. Also, fire element, 
Maybe you can, you know, be aware of the food digesting in your stomach. Fire element. The pelvis, fire element. Upper legs, fire element. Lower legs, fire element. And the feet, fire element. This whole body is permeated by a fire element. Fire element internally and fire element externally coming from the sun or coming from other, you know, coming from fossil fuels or other fuel in order to produce heat or we also you know, we make clothing and build housing so we can protect the bodies who can live only in a certain temperature range. So they are depending on uh, that support from the biosphere in regards to fire element as well. So fire element internally and externally is exactly the same fire element. Fire element is empty, empty of a self. It just doesn't belong to anyone. It's constantly moving on. It's a process. And this meditation helps us to slowly but surely you know, loosen the identification with those elements as me and mine by showing us they are not me and mine. They just appear to be, but they are on the move all the time. That brings us to the next element, which is the wind element, which stands for movement and uh, pressure, expansion, and we can be aware in the breathing process. Breathing in, we are aware, you know, how the body expands. And if we are really paying attention, we can be aware of the expansion even happening in our toes. A little bit. And when we breathe out, as a kind of a collapsing, And then expansion again. That's the wind element.
And so this this uh, meditation shows us this that complete interdependence, interbeing, how it is called yeah, by the Venerable Tiknatan, very beautiful word, which you know brings it home that we inter are we. We interexist with everything else. There is no outside. You know, even if we take our garbage and throw it far, far away, it's still going to land on the planet. And the planet is us. The land is us. And just, you know, if we are really caught in the head, in thinking, in language, then it escapes us. By the way, we have learned to think and, and talk. We objectify everything. Because this is how dualistic language works. And it's a, it's a good tool, but to completely be invested in it is not supportive for seeing things clearly. It's like throwing a whole net of delusion over reality, hiding the truth of non-separation. And because we are so deeply conditioned and it's really deeply set in the unconscious, we need to make you know, concerted effort to Disidentify with those thought patterns. Decondition and release those constructs because they are not in accordance with the truth, not in accordance with reality. And, you know, when we are instructed to look at our bodies for the first time in this way, gives a sense of release, relief. Because this is something the heart already knows, but to have it really pointed out in such a simple manner can help, you know, to bring it into direct experience. And there's immediate resonance there. And then something new opens up. And that's what we need for having some space. And, you know, can uh, breathe out and relax into that space. And see, you know, what emerges.
you know, sitting in a bigger space. And uh, space is the fifth element in the body. There's many cavities like the mouth, the ears, the eyes, the womb. Space element. And we are sitting inside of space. Space which doesn't end at the walls of the hall here, but space which is ever expanding, merging as we are sitting here. You know, since the Big Bang, space is expanding. And this moment is the culmination of billions of years of expansion. And, you know, we can allow the mind to connect with experience in this way. So listening into the spaciousness, into the silence around us and around this hall, around this hillside, around this part of the world, around the planet itself. And, you know, if you notice that the mind wants to kind of contract around something because it's used to grasping something, just, you know, noticing the impulse and then coming back to listening to the silence and the space. Earth element, the bones, the teeth, water element in, in the flesh, the wetness in the mouth, fire element, the heat, the digestive process and the heat in the mouth. Wind element, the movement of the 
abdomen when we are breathing in and breathing out. <coughs> and space element, which allows us to even be here, this whole And then consciousness element, that which knows that all of this is happening. That which knows about the space and the silence. Not thinking about it, but just allowing the mind to respond to the degree it can not pushing for anything, just seeing. You know, standing under it. Taking a, an interest in how the mind responds. that which is aware of all of this. We are becoming aware how the mind effortlessly reflects whatever is happening. You know, if there's a sound, hearing happens. like a mirror, you know, reflecting back what is put in front of it. And then the next object arises and passes away. 
And so we, you know, we naturally observe the constant changingness of this river. And we, we see, you know, there's no need to pin it down. It's not possible. Try to pin it down, there is a lot of suffering in that. That starts, you know, to loosen the identification up. <coughs> and like, you know, pulling off a, a tight shoe and then having this sense of, ah, so much more space. And we can, you know, feel a sense of enrichment and deep intimacy with the fact, you know, that the biosphere and quote unquote me, we are not different. We are same. And this insight is such an important insight to cultivate in this time. because it can help us to restructure the way we live from a, a realistic vantage point. You know, no longer trying to look at the situation as like we need to fix a truck or fix a machine and seeing, no, it's not a machine, it's a living being and we are part of it. It's a completely different way of understanding the situation. It's much more in accordance with truth. And it has much deeper possibilities for healing and for balance. And it unlocks, you know, the own wisdom of the living world. For us, you know, to align ourselves with that wisdom, which is nothing 
other than Dhamma. Dhamma meaning nature. It's not something we need to figure out, but it's something we can relate to. And, you know, tap into. And allow ourselves to be informed by, to really um, permeate our forms. It's like the you know, beginning of a paradigm shift, a complete and different narrative, which our you know, civilization needs to integrate in order to update and regenerate all of our systems accordingly. And we don't need to do it alone, because we couldn't do it alone. But we can, you know, make ourselves available by adjusting the narrative. And meditation is the technology through which we can do these updates. Because it starts with the thinking mind. That's where it all begins and ends these patterns, you know, which we are projecting and looking through and getting stuck, we can disidentify, we can decondition those patterns that is possible. We are doing it just right now. It's not rocket science. And it needs to be done in community because this is much easier to do it together. Mind is much more at ease doing things like this with others. like an evolutionary assignment, an honorable assignment for homo sapiens to do this job of adjusting the software and, you know, snapping out of the old mechanistic understanding of planet Earth like a machine we can try to control. It's much more than this. We can't really understand what it is. Because we are part of it. 
We can't be outside of it. There's no objective way of knowing what it is. Because we are inside of it. But we can experience it directly through the elements. And then that's a different way of knowing. Direct way of knowing. Which slowly shifts the identification with old patterns, making space for new ways of knowing and being. That's you know, at the root of the work which needs to be done by us, Homo sapiens. We really want to be sapiens. And the word sapiens, you know, comes from the word sapere, which means to taste, actually. To really have an intimate experience of something. Means, you know, like a baby taking it in the mouth. And they're really small, that's how they know what something is, is to take it in the mouth. So to really taste it, to really stand under it, is to understand. And understood experience is wisdom. Personal experience understood is wisdom. Everything else is just intellectual knowledge, which is a good beginning, but it's not going deep enough. It's in the head. So we need to bring it down into the body, into the land. Which means, you know, grounding it in the way we are. The way we, you know, conduct our lives. There's so much which needs to be adjusted in order to not um, you know go over the cliff as a civilization. There's a lot of work to do, but it needs to start you know from the right. Foundation, the foundation of knowing that we are this planet and this planet is us. And this very ancient you know, meditation technique, which comes from the Iron Age India, can support us. It's always been a truth but it was never as important to act on it as it is now.
then you know slowly coming back to the body and sitting here and the weight on the cushion on the chair then I will ring the bell and when we you know you come back into the room opening your eyes and and just you know seeing you are not alone with this information there's many other people who also doing this work You know, feeling a sense of enrichment and a sense of opportunity, being able to contribute something to to this moment, to this threshold moment for our species. By using this meditation to You know, kind of uh, slowly but surely peel off these old ways of looking and leaving them behind as you're getting up. And then stepping out into the next moment. like to um, read out the names for the group discussions. For Ayananda Bodhi in the lower walking hall, Elizabeth F. S. Jane Chi, John Chi, Joy B., Barbara Mac C., Kate D., Kelly K., Wence, Wence P., and Masood K., and then for me, 
Olive C, Paula S, Pauline L, Rima R, Rosa F, Thea G, Luigi K and Nancy L. So thank you. We see you in those uh, two interview rooms. And then uh, Emily is also offering now um, movement, uh, balancing gentle movement. And then at 4 p.m. there is again stillness, meditation and affinity seats as well. So thank you. You know, when you're getting up now, maybe, you know, when you step outside, just, you know, really taking in this big view from over there, so beautiful here, and uh, the nature here is very kind of holding us so beautifully and just really um, you know, taking that in. So see you soon. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.